Welcome to another episode of Monochrome Podcast. So today I've got a very special guest, Liam from Bitterwood. Do you just want to introduce yourself and tell me what you do in the band? Hello, I'm Liam from Bitterwood and I play the guitar and write the songs. Well, most of them. That's cool, man. So let's just jump right into it. How would you describe your music to someone who's never heard of you before? Um... New metalcore, punk, beatdown, hardcore. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's just, um, uh, well, we call ourselves hardcore metal. So I guess we've got influences from both sides. You know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily straight hardcore or straight metal. But, you know, we're trying to uh, not limit ourselves by, like, genre or whatever. We just play fucking whatever. So, yeah. On the topic of that, I'm pretty sure, did you not like up with a Red Hot Chili Peppers guitar cover not long ago? <laughs> yeah, I think so. The Zephyr song or something. Yeah, right. Like, or... And then I um, obviously kind of went down like a stumbling block of like, you know, your social media and stuff. Because I already like, kind of knew who you were, but I didn't like know, no. And then I was just like, all right, they've, uh, they're on Slam Worldwide. Pretty sure it was. And then I was like, they're on, um, there was another channel. Was it a hardcore based one? instead yeah hardcore worldwide uh, that was uh, yeah. the first single that we put up uh, last year i think yeah beginning of 2020 uh kids just what dance was on hardcore worldwide but the last two that we've done both on slam worldwide so did you like to just talk a little bit about that like what uh what was the you know the difference between getting on one channel versus the other and how do you think that's benefited you guys uh well the first one obviously we think we're more of a hardcore band than like a band that would belong on Slam Worldwide or whatever. Or that was the case with the first single anyway. So we hit up Hardcore Worldwide. Um, they, uh, I don't even think they replied to us. They just kind of banged up the single two weeks later without even saying anything. Like, uh, we got the notification saying it had been put up and we were like panicking, like, fuck, because we were at practice. We're like, oh my God, the song's out. Again, like, there was no, no pre-warning that they were going to drop it. So we were like rushing to advertise that everywhere. I'd be like, yo, the song's out now, go check it out. But with Slam, um, we decided that we preferred that platform, I guess. Like, uh, Slam do post like, you know, like hardcore bands, beatdown bands and stuff. And we thought that might have been a better vibe for us. So we put up Paradigm on that one, uh, which was a lot more organized. And yeah, it went really well. So I think we're just kind of sticking with Slam just now because you know, the community on there seemed to enjoy us better than the hardcore worldwide community. Yeah, I get that, man. I mean, um, obviously, because like you said before, you guys kind of blend different genres. You're, um, you're flexible. Yeah, so totally. You can kind of fit into more than one lineup, let's say. Obviously, I, I've heard 
the songs you have put out and the videos are really interesting actually yeah uh, i must <laughs> say i think that's uh, probably a big selling point as well why a lot of people just be like oh there's a there's a futurama uh, right. Yeah. Or you know, there's an there's anime and stuff. Do you guys just talk a little bit like what kind of inspires you guys to go down that route versus uh, you know, just a typical let's say counterparts esque type hardcore kid video? Yeah, yeah. Um well maybe not me as much, but the uh our vocalist Will and Chappie the bassist, they're super into anime. So they've always kind of wanted to like incorporate that into some of our stuff and like even though i'm not a massive weed myself i still do like enjoy it and like with the paradigm video i just thought it was funny as fuck seeing like the characters from k on like playing some like mad like metal shit so and it, it went down really well like it was well received so we've just kind of decided to stick with it obviously for a start we weren't sure how people were gonna you know like respond to it or whatever but you know it went well so we've decided to just keep going with like the you know all the references and stuff to like old games and animes and shit that we've like grown up with or enjoyed i guess it's kind of a good way to tap into people's love for like you know i guess pop culture i don't know if that'd be the right term but you know nostalgia especially yeah i get more of it 100 yeah i get exactly what you mean like it's a uh striking a chord with people that enjoyed that kind of you know shows or games or that when they were younger yeah, I think that's definitely going to feel you guys well, you know, maybe even lend you a hand towards the whole, the branding with the merch and stuff. Is that something you guys are maybe looking into? Do some kind of retro merch designs with it all? Yeah, so we did the, the K-On rip, obviously, for Paradigm, for those t-shirts, and we've got some works for, uh, we've got some that are in the works for Beyblades merch, but we're not 100% if we're going to drop that or not. Um, obviously, because we did the rip of the Beyblades logo, um, so I thought it would, might look cool on a T-shirt, but we're kind of undecided. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna release some merch for the release of the EP, but um, that's obviously a couple months down the line yet, so nothing concrete. Did you say like obviously the current circumstances with well, the world that's changed how you guys have approached releasing music as a band? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's it's definitely affected everyone. Uh, we obviously nobody knew how long it was going to last for. Like this is coming up to a year now that we've all been in lockdown or in and out of lockdown. So everything's been sort of uh, web based online. So we've had to like change our social medias to be a bit more active because we can't play shows, can't tour. Um, we've decided. Yeah, man, I've just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's cool, man. Uh, what are we going for? Um, yeah, how has it changed how we've approached? Um, yeah, we're just, um, everything's online now, obviously. So we've had to like push the online, the social media and stuff a lot more. And we've had to make sure that the videos were cool and stuff because you can't just like release a song in this day and age. I feel like you've got to release a bit more. Do you know what I mean? It can't just be you bang a song up and expect people to listen to it. You've got to uh, market it well or whatever i mean i failed higher business no idea what i'm on about but like you've got to like market it well enough so that people are going to see obviously click on it listen to it and if they like it they're going to keep listening to you do you know what i mean yeah definitely i think obviously first and foremost the music itself has to be good yeah 100 percent. 
Yes, yeah, so, uh, where did it like start for you guys? You know, just forming. Have, have you had a lot of like lineup changes, or would you say that's something that you've actually been consistent with? So Bitterwood as a band actually started in 2016, I think. But I wasn't in the band at the time. They had their original guitarist, uh, Dean. Uh, they parted ways with him in 2019. Um, their old stuff was like it was like spoken word, like almost like post hardcore, I guess. Uh, really concept based, like slam poetry, basically. Um, they decided that they weren't too keen on how the uh, how the band sounded and the direction they were going in. So decided to part ways with their guitarist, um, got me in and was like, we want to go more hardcore. Like, this is the vibe we're going for. Like, do you think we can write some cool shit? And then, yeah, just took it from there. Um, scrapped all the old songs, basically wrote a whole new discography in two, uh, 2019. And uh, yeah, we've just been taking it from there, really. Sounds like you guys have, um, you know, obviously been at it for a while so you're definitely falling into your niche i'd say especially with the singles and stuff like they are solid i think uh, we've spoken before briefly about who you actually worked with on your ep keem smith yeah yeah kieran from dundee yeah he's amazing he's so good um he even helps us like you know i'll be in the studio with him being like oh what do you think this part needs? Do you think this is cool enough? Can we change this? And like, he always gets the vibe of the song. Like he always knows like what we're going for. He can almost like not read our minds, but you know what I mean? Like he's like, oh, this would be sick or we could change this part to this. Yeah, like having worked with him myself, he, when you're there with him, like he definitely feels like an extension of the band, doesn't he? 100%, like, yeah. He, he feels like an extra member. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like the man knows how to play everything. Yeah, it's crazy. I've even heard them sing. <laughs> he can even, yeah, do... no, he's shit hot at singing. He's really good at singing, man. Like, I feel like that's one of the things that he's, uh, I've not heard enough of him for. Like, he's actually really good at singing, but, um, obviously, there's not really much of that on record for anyone to listen to. Not yet. You never know. Not yet. Exactly. Maybe, maybe you can, uh, maybe you can tap him into a little feature or something. Oh, well, maybe, uh, hush, hush. Um, I was speaking to him about something um, for another project, but I'm unsure where that's going, so I'll keep my keep my mouth shut for just now. That's a good way to go, man. Obviously, like, you weren't an original member of Bitterwood, but do you know where the guys got the name from? Um, I have no idea where they got the name from. I think it's, it's something to do with the, uh, the concept of the EP, I think. I might just be making this up, but the EP's got like a the EP's got a concept to it. Um, the five different tracks represent five different members of a family, and I think the Bitterwood name was supposed to represent like. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I'd just be chatting shite if I went any further. So yeah, that's yeah, all I know it really would be about. Funny though, if you just like convinced absolutely everybody this was the meaning and it was the absolute polar opposite. So now everybody's <laughs> thinking, yep, it's named after a family or something like that. And then like, well, no, actually, it's a, it's a type of tree or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I like. What are you speaking about, Liam? Like, that has nothing to do with it. Oh man, I, I, part of me kind of hopes that that's, uh, that's actually what it is. It's just the complete opposite. So the guys were just like, yo, Liam, what, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> this, is, this is false. This is fake news. Yeah, are you even in the same band as us, man? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about right now? 
yeah, obviously, like, you guys are based in Aberdeen, I believe. Aberdeen is yeah, quite so... prominent for their hardcore scene, I'm pretty sure. That's really the only thing I know about, you know, the Aberdeen music scene is it's got quite a rich, heavy scene. Um, I think we've been able to fake it quite well. I mean, there's a there's a couple of heavy bands in Aberdeen that have popped up over the last couple of years. Um, there was a better hardcore scene back a couple of years ago, I think, um, before I'd moved to Aberdeen. Like, I was still staying in Fraserburgh at the time. I'm back in Fraserburgh now. So um, as far as the heavy scene goes, there is um, maybe like four or five bands that are active right now, still releasing music and uh, would still be playing shows if shows were on. So, yeah, it's definitely growing, I think. Hopefully shows uh, come back soon, eh? Because it's... Yeah, I fucking hope so, man. <laughs> if you... Did you guys, like, have to tweak any gig or tour plans? Like, did you have anything lined up before, you know, everything shut down? Um, so we were supposed to play in Guildford a couple of days before... Uh, the lockdown started and all that. And that was with uh, MTXS, Grove Street Families, um, Vacora and Replacer, I think. And that was for a memorial show for a guy down in England that those bands knew. So that got cancelled. We were also supposed to uh, play Belgium with Putrefying Carnage, the guys that feature on the last track. Um, but that ended up not going ahead. Obviously couldn't plan anything solid because the lockdowns and stuff started. But um, other than that, it was just kind of shows here and there, do you know what I mean? There was nothing, no big plans that were really cancelled. We were planning on uh, doing a run of shows to like promote the singles that we were coming out with. But obviously that kind of stopped. So we just took everything online instead. I mean, uh, to be fair, I think it's, uh, it's, in a way it has worked out pretty well for you guys. You seem to be getting good numbers on your videos and your streams and stuff so hopefully when shows come back there's going to be a bigger platform yeah 100 percent. i mean that's what we're just uh, that's what we're trying to do like while everything's sort of like you know on the back burner everybody's kind of taking uh obviously i the lockdown i mean like everybody's inside nobody can play shows so we're just trying to build a you know a bigger platform so when shows do come back we can sort of hit the ground running do you know what i mean yeah, definitely, man. I think that in a, in a lot of ways, obviously, it's not nice not being able to play shows, but it's going to have its benefits when everything is back. Hopefully, yeah, 100%. you guys will just kind of explode onto the scene. Yeah, I don't know about that, but like, hopefully we're uh, well-received when we come back. Well, like you said, you know, you've got a lot of like music lined up, it seems, so never know. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got the EP... Uh, to come out still and we've got a couple of other uh, songs here and there that we've written uh, recorded they're ready to go so the EP there's two tracks of that already out as Withdrawal and Paradigm and we've got three more on that Um, that was recorded and ready to go last year but we've just kind of like we've held on to it just waiting you know just try to make the release plan like as good as it can be considering everything's like on standstill just now until coronavirus is you know, fucked off. Yeah, that's one way to put it, man. Hopefully 2021 we'll see shows come back. Well, obviously you guys have worked with Kieran on the production element of the EP, but like, who is it you work with for your visuals and stuff like that? Is that all done in-house or you so, guys work with a certain no, individual? 
most of that's done in-house by Will, our vocalist. Um, he made the video for Paradigm and for Withdrawal. He also makes a lot of the graphics and stuff for social media. Um, we've had a lot of photography taken by Connor Musket from Lashing Out. Um, he does uh, a lot of work for us and has done a lot of work for us since we sort of started, you know, like pushing in 2019. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's pretty much all in-house by Will. I think that's a very uh, self-sufficient way to do it to be fair man because obviously moving forward you guys don't hopefully we don't end up in this situation again but if we do you know you guys will have a certain level of um i guess like independent work you can do yourselves yeah 100 percent without having to by you know other people yeah definitely um we'll try to get into photography and stuff a bit more as well so we can take our own like promo shots and that so that we can be like not totally self-sufficient, but like you're saying, like we can have a decent amount, a decent team in-house to get everything done without having to rely on like outsiders. Yeah, that's gonna be huge, man. So, like, have you got any like cool recording or like gig stories? Anything just random yeah. or spontaneous that you just kind of thought was funny or? Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I would say Shetland. We played a gig in Shetland. Uh, had to get the ferry over and. I don't know. It was just a good laugh. Do you know what I mean? Like I've never been to Shetland before. Uh, just small place. There's no trees or anything. Like dull as hell. It was so dark. But um, yeah, we played in this pub, which is actually closed down now. And yeah, it was just a good laugh. Like had a couple of drinks, whatever. Uh, played this show. Um, you know, in Shetland, we had no idea who was going to turn up if MD. And you know, there was a decent little crowd for it, and everybody had a good time. So. That's the one that I can say off the top of my head. Yeah, that sounds uh, pretty far out, actually. I don't think I've spoken to a single band who's played in Shetland, so that's a first. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 16 hours or something on the ferry to get over. Really? I think, yeah, we had to sleep on the ferry and stuff. Like It was it was a good laugh, you know what I mean? There was a bar on it as well, so <laughs> bought a couple of bottles of wine or whatever, just got... Pesh sat out the front of the ferry smoking ciggies and stuff. Like it was just a good laugh, to be honest. Was it like wine wine or Scotland's brand of wine, Buckfast? <laughs> uh no, it wasn't a Buckfast. I think I brought a bottle of Buckfast on the ferry with me. I honestly can't remember. But um <laughs> I think you might have if you can't remember then. Yeah. You probably I didn't sleep much either. It's got enough caffeine in it to put a cow down. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, Buckfast is a good laugh. We actually played in uh, Sheffield. Uh, we played Sheffield twice, and both times across from the venue, there was Buckfast in this like corner shop. So we were fucking buzzing. There was Iron Brew as well. We were like, oh, yeah, yes, man. Got some Bucky and Iron Brew. So hey, that's the thing. Like, uh, English people, like, especially like, English bands, they come up here and they play, and the first thing they do is they go and buy Buckfast, not realizing that they can, that, you know, Buckfast's literally made, like, I'm pretty sure, down in England by the borders. Oh really? I mean, don't quote me on that one, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> the um, the you know the place that they actually make Buckfast, I'm pretty sure it's in England or no way. something like that. So I don't know. It's just like a Scottish culture thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I had no idea that was the case. Like, I just imagined it was made in Glasgow or something. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if there was a distribution center or something. I mean, that's basically tap water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like. 
if you were to put together a dream tour of like it could literally be anyone like in the past like i've had like bands come on and they've been like dua lipa on a metalcore lineup <laughs> you know it can, you can literally have anyone who would you want to tour with it can be absolutely anybody i mean difficult question i would have to say for me personally uh vain Definitely, I'm a big fan of Vane. Uh, turnstile, huge Turnstile fan. Got a Turnstile stick and poke tattoo. <laughs> Took nine hours. Um, who else? I guess Trapped on the Rice as well. Big Trapped on the Rice fan. And uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, why the fuck not? <laughs> that would be a mental <laughs> lineup. Who would headline? Uh, I feel like it's got to be Red Hot Chili Peppers. Be funny like... if they had opening and you're headlining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. I could do a guest feature. Or chili peppers <laughs> get well up as well get anthony anthony kiedis to feature on kiss just what a dance or something <laughs> that would be amazing man you never know that could genuinely happen i don't know if you've heard wow. that man's raw vocals but um <laughs> they are something else <laughs> in the context I, of the music they're great i want anthony kiedis yeah. his first album that punk like raw sound that they've got is amazing i love that for uh, red hot chili peppers first album is just crazy would you say like not not directly, but would you say that that definitely influences your style of playing and stuff like that a lot? Um, I would say so. Yeah, definitely not directly, but I would say yeah because uh, John Frusciante, like when I was growing up, was like one of my favorite guitarists. So I used to learn a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers riffs and stuff, and a lot of songs. So I guess yeah, indirectly it would have affected like how I play in that. Do you think the rest of the guys would be uh, cool with your dream tour lineup, or do you think they'd be looking at you like, fuck no? Uh, I think they'd be cool with it. I think Will would definitely want Half Heart on it, and Chapman would want Primus on it. Primus, <laughs> but other than that, that, would, be cool. that would really make it mental, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that would be the best tour ever. Like, fuck playing on that. I just want to see that tour without us, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's actually funny, man. A lot of bands say, like, oh, I wouldn't put myself on the lineup. And I'm like, but imagine this. You're on the lineup, and then you make the connection, then you get to tour with them again. That would be insane. Back-to-back world tours with Red Hot Chili Peppers and Bitterwood. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something. Can you just imagine all the Red Hot Chili Peppers fans? You start playing your first song. I don't know what you guys open the set with, but I'd assume it'd be one of the singles. Um, see, I actually don't think we've got like a set opening song. Uh, we've got a song "White Noise" that we've opened with a couple of times. Uh, that's not been released yet. That's on the EP. Um, we were thinking about opening. Well, I was thinking about opening with kids just want to dance from now on. But um, I would obviously have to speak to the rest of the guys to check. I'm sure it'll be cool with that man. Whoever gets the crowd uh, intrigued i guess yeah i guess so first song you gotta make a decent impression or else everyone's gonna fuck off outside for a city do you know what i mean i uh, go to the bar upstairs where they can talk yeah. to their fans you know it's usually head program <laughs> listen thank you so much for coming on to talk about like betterwood and stuff is there anything you want to plug uh you know it can be I'd... your socials it can be where they can find your music that kind of stuff i mean i guess follow us on everything share every single one of our posts and like them all. No, I'm joking. Uh, follow <laughs> us at Bitterwood HC on pretty much everything, I think. We've even got TikTok now, but I don't even have TikTok. a clue how to use TikTok. So 
We just post um, the same shit on Instagram. I'm the same. I do not know. I don't understand TikTok. Yeah, I not have a clue, it, and I'm not using it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, well, also, everybody can find you guys on Slam Worldwide and Hardcore Worldwide, isn't it? Yeah, I got three songs um, Hardcore Worldwide and two on Slam Worldwide, and we should have more music coming in the next couple of months, I think. Fingers crossed. Listen, thank you. Yeah, so fingers crossed. And yeah, thanks for having me. That man. Red Hot Chili Peppers tour happened. If not, let's just yeah, listen. This rooms for the EP. Hundred percent, Flea. If you're listening, get us on the next world tour, man. Honestly, it'll be a good laugh. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Thank you, man. Yeah, cheers for having me.